hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Matthew 7:24. Welcome to Jesus.com podcast, KOFC Kadosh. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ. Great. 
Welcome the pastor of this dynamic service, Pastor Kwesi Abedu. Are you happy to be in church? Powerful. Just begin to thank God for your life. It's always a blessing to be in the house of God. Begin to thank God for your life. Begin to speak to the Holy Spirit. Pray that we will meet you at the point of your need this afternoon. Some of us have not prayed the whole week. I'm giving you an opportunity to pray. Thank God. Thank God for your life. Thank God for your life. Oh yes, Be anxious for nothing, but in all things, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Pray, pray, pray. Don't let the things that are causing you to be anxious stand in the way of your prayer. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, we thank you for this afternoon. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. This is your meeting. We pray, Lord, that you will have your way. I yield my members to you. Anoint me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Let me be filled with your Holy Spirit. 
Let me speak your word, a word in season, to a weary heart. I pray, Father, Lord, that you will let us leave this place with a blessing. Your word says that the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and adds no sorrow to it. Anybody that is in sorrow, I pray, Lord, that your word will elevate that person from sorrow. I pray, Father, Lord, that we'll find peace in your word. May we find deliverance in your word. May we find hope in your word. Father, let your word save somebody. Let your word restore somebody. Let your word bring healing to somebody. I pray, Father Lord, that none of us will leave this place the same. I curse every spiritual presence that is not of you in this place. I bind every demonic activity in the realm of the spirit. I sprinkle the blood of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that you will have your way in our midst. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody say amen. amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. And you may be seated. Hallelujah. Today is Communion Sunday. And I want us to take our communion. How many of you don't have communion and you want communion? Lift up your hand. The ashes will bring you some communion. Somebody said, I took some during the third service. Can I take another one? Yes. The Bible says, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. Often. Often means repeatedly. So you can take communion often. Even three times a day is allowed. <laughs> the people who drink, they can drink morning, afternoon, evening. It's not a problem. <laughs> Amen. And the only qualification for benefiting from the communion is that you must be born again. Amen. So in this church, you don't have to be confirmed. You shouldn't have done confirmation or baptism or any of those things that you think. All you need is salvation. And the communion can work for you. Amen. Today I'm taking our communion scripture from Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 7. It says, Go thy way, eat thy bread with joy, and drink thy wine with a merry heart. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, we are coming to eat with joy. Hey, who is this little boy? And drink thy wine with a merry heart. He says, For God now accepted thy works. Amen. You know, it's not a nice thing for your works not to be accepted. I remember doing our final thesis, a friend of mine pasted his works, a lot of sheets, a sum of his whole year's work on the boards. And after 20 minutes of presentation, the lecturers told him that now we can't accept this work. The guy had to repeat a whole year to resubmit. He was devastated. See a stick tall macho man crying. <laughs> yes. That's what happens when your works are not accepted. May your works be accepted. When you submit your thesis, 
may it be accepted. When you submit your exams, may it be accepted. The answer you write, you know, one of the things I didn't like at all when I was in school was the section B. Section B. Where you have to explain something. You see, because that one, the, 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 the variables are a lot. <laughs> I'm explaining the thing, I know what I mean, but, but you can easily not understand what I'm saying. <laughs> Amen. So sometimes when people write, they write a lot, and the person who's reading it can't understand, so he can't accept the answer that you are giving. But by this communion, where your section B, may your teacher accept it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Bible says that the communion has the ability to make our works accepted by God. Amen. You see, because to come before God, look, I mean, the Bible says that God is a holy God. So if you are appearing before God, you must be in a certain way before you can actually appear before God. Amen. It's like when you are going to do um, an, um, what do you call that thing? An MRI. An MRI. An MRI is a, a, some electronic device that you are put in for the machine to diagnose what sickness or what, what you are suffering from. Maybe you are not well, but they can't trace the sickness. There's a special machine called the MRI. You are put into it. <laughs> and then as you go into it, some scanning, lasers detect a few things that are wrong with you. Now, before you enter that MRI, you can be a billionaire. You don't enter with certain things. <laughs> You go into the MRI like you came into the world. <laughs> Amen. So you can be wearing an expensive ring. They'll tell you that, look, remove it. Otherwise, the magnetic field in the MRI can just react with the thing before you realize your hand is gone. <laughs> Amen. So the same way to appear before a holy God, you must come in a certain form. And that is why the Bible says that when you eat the bread and you drink the wine, it makes you accepted before this holy God. That is why you must come with joy. Because sometimes it's not an easy thing to see a very important person. They will stop you. They will ask you, that, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Why are you going? Eh? They will stop you. Amen. So today, as we partake of this communion, my prayer for you is that your works will be accepted by God. Oh, I said, may your works be accepted by God. Take the bread. The communion is failing to... <laughs> Let's try another one. Say the body of Jesus, the body of Jesus, the body of Jesus. Say by faith, as I partake of this body, I pray 
that may my works be accepted in the mighty name of Jesus. The works that I do in church may be accepted. May the works of my hands be accepted. May every work that I partake in be accepted by God in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Eat the body. Now say the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Say by faith, as I partake of this blood, may every work that I'm engaged in be accepted by God in the mighty name of Jesus. May my academics gain acceptance. May my financial life be acceptable in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Drink. Mojenti na me wangwa Yesu mojenti na me wangwa Yesu talk about love.
Tell your neighbor, pastor is going to be talking about love. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, do you know about love? Love is a beautiful thing. <laughs> love is a beautiful thing. Hallelujah. Let's turn our Bibles to Songs of Solomon. <laughs> I told you we we're going to talk about love. <laughs> When we were in school, <laughs> when we were in school, the people who didn't have vibes, they used to take their vibes from Songs of Solomon. <laughs> when they are writing a letter, they will open to Songs of Solomon. And they'll be dabbing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Songs of Solomon, chapter 8. Let's read from verse 6. Songs of Solomon 8, from verse 6. It says, Set me as a seal upon thine heart, as a seal upon thine arm, for love is as strong as death. <laughs> you know, the Bible says here that when you fall in love, you will set it as a seal upon your arm. That is why we wear a wedding ring. It's a sign that Pastor K is in love with somebody. <laughs> yes. Yes. So he says, when you fall in love, you need a seal. In those days, a seal was some evidence or some authentication. Are you understanding me? And so this is evidence enough that I am in love with somebody. <laughs> yeah. So he says, when you are in love with somebody, you will show it on your hand. So when somebody loves you and the person is hiding it, believe you me, it's not love. <laughs> yeah. Then he says, love is as strong as death. <laughs> That's serious. Hey, have you seen a dead body before? I've seen dead bodies many times. One day a friend of mine's daughter died. Then he said I should come to the hospital. When I went there, hey, dead body. When I touched the body, the body was cold. In the name of Jesus, come back to life. The body was lying there like that. will not move at anything. So the Bible says that when you fall in love, you become like a dead man. When they talk, you can't hear. They touch you, you can't hear. They speak to you, you can't hear. Yeah. That is why you must be careful who you fall in love with. One of the things I struggle with is to advise people who are in love. Very difficult. Because the Bible says that love is as strong as death. 
When you fall in love, no advice makes sense. Then he says, jealousy is as cruel as the grave. Jealousy is an intense form of love. Jealousy. Yeah. Jealousy. It's an extreme form of love. It's the love that makes people react to things. Yes. It's like you see when a chicken has given birth fresh and you try to go and take one of the little um, chickens, chicks, <laughs> the chicks, <laughs> how the, 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 the hen raises her wings. It will not allow you to take that chick. Yeah. That's jealousy. Yeah. So jealousy itself may not necessarily be a bad thing because it's an extreme form of love. Jealousy is different from envy. Many people confuse the two. That is why they think jealousy. God is a jealous God. <laughs> yes. Nahum 1-2. He says God is jealous. God is jealous. <laughs> Amen. So the Bible says that this extreme form of love it can be likened to the grave. <laughs> in other words, when you are in love, even in the midst of dangerous situations, yeah, yeah, you yeah, are still <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Hey, sometimes you can see somebody in love with a foolish person. You can tell that this guy is going to destroy this guy's life. Bastille. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then he says, the coals thereof are the coals of fire, which has a most vehement flame. <laughs> it's describing love. It says, when you fall in love, it's like fire has been set. Yes. Fire. <laughs> and have you seen fire before? You see, fire, fire, fire is one of the, the, the agents of change. It's like when you want to change um, water to ice, you can freeze it, then it becomes ice. When you want to change um, yam or plantain to fufu, you pound it. Are you understanding me? So when you want to also change certain substance, you can use fire to change it. Are <laughs> you understand? That's why gold is tried in fire. And then after it goes through it, it becomes very refined. Amen. So the Bible says that when it comes to love, it's like fire has been set. Hot fire. Amen. Verse 7. It says, many waters cannot quench it. <laughs> Neither can the floods drown it. Look, I said love is a very powerful thing. Waters cannot quench it. Floods cannot drown it. It says, a man will sell all the substance of his house in exchange. For love. Hey. I've seen people like that. They don't have money. Their last money, they will spend it because of love. 
and even borrow to spend because of love. If a man will sell all his substance for love, he shall be most be utterly contemned. That word contemned is despised. Amen. Verse 8. He says, We have a little sister. <laughs> she has no breast. <laughs> Look for the nearest sister who doesn't have breast. <laughs> yeah, he said, We have a little sister. She has no breast. <laughs> One day I'll preach a message the sister without breast. <laughs> What shall we do for our sister in the day that she shall be asked for? <laughs> you see, it's only the Holy Spirit that can give you interpretation of the scriptures. <laughs> because some of you, as you are reading the scripture, you're wondering, what, what was this whole thing about? <laughs> I'll explain, don't worry. The next verse, it says, If she be a wall, we shall build upon her Palaces of silver, or a palace of silver. And if she be a door, we shall enclose her with um, boards of cedar. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> yeah. Solomon was talking about love, and he was talking to young people. And so he said, we have a little sister. He says, this sister doesn't have breast. He's talking about a young girl. A girl that has not developed to have breast. So he says, in the day that this sister is ready to be married, what are we going to do for this little girl? Then he says, if she be a wall, a wall, if she is a hard girl, if she's a girl who has built the right foundations, he says you are going to build upon her a palace of silver. But if she's a door, she has opened things for people to enter. <laughs> if she be a door, the Bible says that we will enclose her with boards of cedar. <laughs> a young girl that has built the solid foundation, when it's time to marry, you will marry in a palace. But if you are a dog, <laughs> you will live in a kiosk. <laughs> That's what the scripture is saying. So he gave the prelude. He talked about love. He said love is a strong something. Don't joke with it. Don't joke with it. Yeah. Don't joke with it. Hallelujah. Why did I even start from this place? <laughs> we are talking about love. Amen. 
You know, recently I was watching a documentary and they were analyzing, you know, people say that love is blind. Have you heard that before? And I was watching a documentary and they were analyzing whether really love is blind. And they said it's true, love is blind. They said when you fall in love, your body produces certain hormones that makes you irrational in the way you think. In other words, even the decisions that you take, they are not rational decisions. Now you understand, you see. <laughs> because me, myself, when I fell in love, I couldn't understand some of the things I was doing. Yeah. I couldn't understand. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, Pastor Patrick, I could wake up in the morning, I have lectures, so I just tell my roommates, I they come right now. I was in Kumasi, I'm coming to Accra. Yeah. <laughs> Right now, they can't right now. And I'll come all the way to Accra. I do I used to take away Ford inside fast. Three hours, three and a half hours. We are here. Then I'll go and see my beloved. We just chat small now. Then I said, I'll see you later. Back to Kumasi. <laughs> it was an irrational decision. Yeah, irrational. But that is love. Yeah. Look, when you love somebody, you don't see any flaws. Everything the person does is nice. Yeah. When you love somebody, you don't see flaws. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't know. Yeah, that's why the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. When you love somebody, even if the thing is not nice, oh, it's okay, it's nice, it will pass, it's okay. And the opposite is true. As soon as you hate somebody, anything the person does is not nice. <laughs> anything the person does is not nice. The person thinks, well, you say, oh, it wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So love is also blind. Amen. Now, you know, there are, there are, there are various love languages. Are you enjoying the love message? <laughs> There are various love languages. You know, everybody and how they interpret love. Everybody interprets love differently. Amen. For some people, it is what? Act of service. Act of service. So for some people, when you do something for them, they really feel that you love them. Yes. You can tell them nice things. They will never feel that you love them. But the day you do something for them, oh, their birthday, you go and buy a birthday cake. <laughs> Beautifully iced. You come plan behind the scenes, organize something. Oh, they will feel very loved. Very loved. Acts of service. Amen. And sometimes parents are like that. Acts of service. That's how they demonstrate their love. They do things for you. They'll cook for you. They'll wash your clothes. They, and, and they expect you to, to see that they are trying to tell you that I love you. Are you understanding it? Yes. So as they are cleaning the house, doing things, 
trying to make sure that you have a mosquito net to sleep in, and all those things is, is an act of service. And they are trying to communicate to you that, my child, I love you. I love you. Hallelujah. Then there is, number two is what? They love people. Words of affirmation. I know what you said. Aha. Yes. Then the second love language is words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. And so there are people that, as soon as you say something negative about them, they feel that you don't love them. Are there people like that in the church? Yes. Because to them, their love language are words of affirmation. If you love me, tell me something nice. Yes. So as you tell them, I like the way you are dressed. They say, oh, really? <laughs> they say, are you sure? So yes. He said, I also like your hair. He said, oh, stop that, stop that. You see, they are feeling the love. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. But you know that there are people that you tell them nice things, they don't interpret it as love. They actually think that you are a very some way person. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm telling you that these are love languages. Languages. Because it's not everybody that when you tell nice things, me like this, when you tell me nice things, it doesn't mean much to me <laughs> at all. <laughs> it doesn't mean much to me. You say, oh, you're looking powerful. I know I'm looking powerful. I looked in the mirror before I came to church. <laughs> yes. But I have my love language. Yes, I have my love language. Everybody has, has their love language. Amen. Number three is what? Quality time. Yes. <laughs> hey, there are people with PhD in their love language. So. <laughs> they are helping me to preach for quality time. There are people that when you spend time with them, they interpret it as, ah, this person loves me. This person really loves me. So you, people like that, you can, you can, you can say nice things, oh, they are not moved. You can do acts of service, they are still not moved. But you call them from one hour, call them for one hour, you have killed them. You have killed them. Quality time. Yeah. Especially maybe it's Chelsea and Bayern Munich. And then you say that, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not watching that much. I want to talk to you rather. Hey! <laughs> you have killed it. <laughs> yeah. Because you see, there is time and there is quality time. Yes. The time becomes more quality when depending on what is happening. Yes. You know that we are, they are playing a match, but you say, I won't watch it. I just want to talk to you. Share. People will feel the love. But I'm, I'm, I was surprised. I used to think that that's how all ladies are, but it's not true. Yeah. There are some ladies, they can't stand It's like, you are just there. We should just talk. It's okay. We finished talking. I'm okay. Just cut the line and go. I know one, he's just he's watching me right now. <laughs> Quality time does not mean love to them at all. <laughs> Are you here? Number what? Four. Physical touch. <laughs> I 
physical touch. <laughs> yes, it's some people's love language. There are some people, they will never feel that you love them until you touch them. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's a certain touch. Yes. It's true. Look, there are some people, they are offended when you touch them. But there are also people, they feel loved when you touch them. Yes. It's like as you are talking to them and you put your hand around them. Oh, pastor really loves me. Oh, pastor. Oh. Yeah. 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 One day I was, I was, I was counseling a lady. And I, I finished counseling her. Then I wanted to pray for her. I said, let's pray. So I said, shall I pray? I said, no, please, don't, don't touch me, please. I was shocked. <laughs> I said, I said, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd never seen some before. Yeah, no, no. I said, let's pray. Father, I said, no, please, please, don't touch me, please, don't touch me. I don't, I don't, I don't like. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> yes. That is, is not her love language at all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other people, when I finished counseling them and I just prayed, they say, oh, at least, Pastor, you should have at least. Put your hand on my shoulder and pray for me. <laughs> Different love languages. She interpreted it as offensive. Hmm? Yeah. So to her, touch is not her love language. Don't touch me if you love me. Don't touch me. Oh, I pray that all my church lady members will be like that. <laughs> Don't touch me if you love me. <laughs> Because the brothers really want to touch. <laughs> and unfortunately, some of the ladies, that is their love language. That is their love language. Oh, that is their love language. <laughs> Amen. Number five. Gifts. 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 Yeah. Love language. It's not everybody that when you give a gift, they feel loved. No. There are people when you give them gifts, they feel insulted. Yes. They sometimes interpret it as you are trying to bribe me or you are trying to get me to, to, to favor you. So they see it as offensive. Yeah. But there are people also when you give them gifts, eesh, you have touched the central cord. <laughs> You'll be doing shakara and things now, but Charlie, you dropped the iPhone 11. Oh! <laughs> Suddenly, they are whatsapping you plenty. Yeah. You, have, you, have, you have hit her love language. <laughs> yeah. You see, and it's important as you relate with people that you know people's love language, especially when you are married. When you are married, it's important to know your spouse's love language. Yeah. Or even if you have, you have a friend, you relate with somebody, it's important to know the person's love language. Otherwise, you can be doing things trying to tell the person that I love you. But the person doesn't see it. It's like you're just wasting your time. <laughs> yeah, completely. Hallelujah. 
John chapter 21. We'll finish with this scripture. John 21. This is Jesus. And he was talking to Peter. John chapter 21 verse 15. He says that when they had dined, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than this? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love you. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. <laughs> Can you imagine? This looks like a conversation that usually a lady will be having with a boy. But this is Jesus talking to Simon, Simon Peter. Verse 16, he saith unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Jesus said, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? The Bible says that he saith unto him, Lord, thou knowest that I love you. He saith unto him, feed my sheep. Verse 17, he said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said, do you love me? The Bible said that Peter was grieved because he said unto him a third time, lovest thou me? And he said, he said unto him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. This afternoon, I came to share with you God's love language. God's love language. This is Jesus talking to his disciple. Simon Peter. And he said, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Peter said, I love you. <laughs> Peter, I'm sure Peter had been giving gifts. <laughs> Peter had been giving, doing acts of service. He had actually volunteered his boat for, Peter, for Jesus to preach in. So he felt, I said, ah, but Jesus, you know that I love you. <laughs> you know that I love you. Jesus said, no. Feed my sheep. He said, if you love me, you will feed my sheep. Now, who are the people who feed the sheep? Shepherds. Jesus is saying to you today, if you love me, you will become a shepherd. If you love me, you will become. You see, it's very easy to say that, Jesus, I love you. If I said, how many of you love God? You all raise your hand. <laughs> yeah. You all raise your hand. And you'll be amazed that there are people who marry and they divorce. And as they have come out of the divorce, I actually know somebody like that. Just after the divorce, I asked the person that, so what happened? What, as, you, as your wife down, so you say, oh no, my wife is a good person. I said, ah, good person, and how come that you, are, you have separated? He said, no, I never felt that I was loved in the relationship. 
Jesus said, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> if you do, Jesus is telling you, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. That's how you express your love for God. Yes. What does it mean to feed the sheep? To feed the sheep means that you have become a shepherd of God's flock. Look, you see, if you are in this church and you can't point at anybody who is in this church because of you, you don't love God. I'm telling you. Yeah. You don't love God. You don't love God. He started by telling himself, first feed my lambs. It means have, have, have a small spiritual baby who's not even grown. Feed him. And as you keep feeding him, then he changes and becomes a sheep. He said, then continue feeding him. He said, that is how I know that you really love me. Yeah. You really love me. <laughs> the church has suddenly become quiet, you see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every bad thing that I knew when I was an unbeliever, I was taught. Every bad thing I knew or did, I was taught by somebody. Yeah. Every bad thing. Every bad thing that you know or have done, were you not taught by somebody? Yes. A bad shepherd taught you. <laughs> yes. Fed you with bad things. Yes. In the same way, every good thing that I know or have done, Somebody taught me. Yes. Somebody taught me. Every good thing. So Jesus said, if you really love me, express it in this way. He said, it's okay if you sing, it's good. It's like one day I went to, I went to, I went, I went, I went with a pastor friend. My time is up. I'm closing. One day I went to a pastor friend to visit. He, he was going to preach somewhere. Very far away place. So I, I opted to drive him to the place. Drove many hours. And then we got there. When we got there, Pastor Patrick, the pastor there met us at the gate. And then behind the pastor was the wife. The wife was smiling. She was so happy to see us. Then she said to my friend, who is also a pastor, he said, oh, Pastor so-and-so, we are so happy to have you. We have been waiting for you to come. Oh, it's such a blessing to have you in this community. God bless you. He said, my wife has prepared a very powerful dish to welcome you. I said, oh. <laughs> I said, but oh, you don't know what dish we like. <laughs> and so my wife has prepared a very powerful dish. She said she has been up cooking from morning. Hey! <laughs> I said, really? I said, wow, then it must be a very powerful dish. But I'm very choosy with food, so I was wondering, I hope that it's just simple rice and stew that I can manage. So as we were entering the hall, I could smell something. I said, hey, I'm not sure I like what I'm smelling. <laughs> so I told my pastor friend, I said, Charlie, do you eat this thing that we are smelling? He said, Charlie, I'm not sure. <laughs> And the wife was talking excited. 
excited. He said, oh, Charlie, even the thing, there, there is this inside and there's this inside and there's, oh, my goodness. Then they came to put their food in front of us. We have been traveling for a long time. We are hungry. Oh, the men of God were hungry. <laughs> Then the lady opened the food. Hey! The smell that met my nose. Then I looked at my friend eyeball to eyeball. <laughs> he could see how disappointed I was. Because you see, it's not a food, it's not food I like. It's not, I don't eat that food. I don't eat that food. And my friend looked at the food. Yeah, the smell. It's a nice food though, for some people. <laughs> so, the lady and the wife, hey, the lady and the husband came to join us. Then he said, oh, should I serve you? He was telling my friend. The, lady, the wife said, should I serve you? Then my friend said, oh, me usually when I'm going to preach, I know it. <laughs> I said, hey, my friend. <laughs> I said, you, I know you. <laughs> he looked at the food. He said, oh, no, me, when I'm going to preach, I don't, I don't like to eat. <laughs> I was saying in my head, I call you a wafa. Because just two weeks before, the guy had been in my house. He had a three-day convention. Every night before we go, he cleansed the food. But this was not the food that he loved. Yeah. So as we looked at the food, yeah, it was a major struggle. Charlie, when they put it in my plate, my goodness. Then lo and behold, the woman got up and went to the kitchen. Then I cleaned half of the food in some tissues, organized it, then we hid it. Took it away. <laughs> You see, it's not a very nice thing to tell somebody who has done a very nice meal that you don't like it. It's not a nice thing. It's not a nice thing. I mean, how can I look at somebody who has been cooking from morning and tell the person that I can't eat? It's not a nice thing. But it was no food that I love. I was not happy with it. Amen. Maybe all she could have done was, maybe what I even love, she wouldn't have had to stay up from morning. You just have to boil it 30 minutes before we arrived. Add some tomatoes and some onions and we'll be happy. Happy. Yeah. But she had been up from morning thinking that Charlie, I have cooked. We were not happy. We were not happy. And some of us are doing everything, 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 everything. But God says, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. There are people, they say, Edwina, I'm, I'm waiting till I become anointed. I'm waiting till I can also um, 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 quote some scriptures before I, I, I become a shepherd. God said, no, just become a shepherd. Just become a shepherd. He said, that is how I know that you love me. Yeah. That is how I know that you love me. You know, this year is our year, is the year of the shepherd. And I am believing God that every one of you, see, when I, when I say every one of you, I mean every one of you. Yes. 
I mean every one of you will actually become a shepherd of God's flock. You will, you will be responsible for somebody in this church. Yes. Yes. You will become a shepherd in this church. Because of you, somebody will come to church. Yeah. Because you say, how much can I do? Me, as a pastor, how much can I do? Last week I said I was going to visit some of the church members. I was able to visit only seven people. Look at seven in relation to the number of people here. Only seven people. Only seven people. How many people can I visit in a, in a, in a, in a day? Maximum two. I go to work at eight, I close at five. The time I can visit is between five and seven. After seven, you go to somebody's house, it can become something else altogether. But if you also become a shepherd, and there is hundred of us, we'll be visiting 700 people. Look at how much of God's work would have been done. So today God is talking to you. And he's telling you that, look, as for me, I love you. But I'm not sure about your love for me. So he said, if you really love me, you, that you are sitting there, if you love me, he said, don't bring me gifts. Don't bring me gifts. He said, don't say nice things about me. Say, oh, our church is powerful. Oh, come, they're preaching. Oh, he said, don't say any nice thing about me. Oh, God is a good God. Oh, hey, God, he has looked after me. Oh, hey, God, hey, God, hey. No, no, no. He said, don't say nice things about me. Don't say nice things about me. He said, don't even come and touch me. <laughs> Yeah, don't come, don't come and touch me. Don't come and do any of such things. What, what's the other ones? Don't come and quality time. You have come all night. He said that one too is good. <laughs> but for me, it doesn't mean much to me. It doesn't mean much. It's quality time. Yeah, you spent your night here. It's good. But he said, if you love me, if you love me, if you love me, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Hallelujah. Some of you have been in this church for enough time to be shepherds. Yeah. You have been in this. You see, I, I don't know if you have, but I have never been to a church where opportunity is given to everybody to become a shepherd. I've never seen some before in my life. Never. In some churches, hey, before you can mount, you can go on the stage or mount the pulpit. You might even see the pulpit, you'll be afraid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm always surprised that I, I, I preach. I'm very surprised when people say I'm a pastor. It's only this church that can give me an opportunity to become a pastor. Some of you don't know me, that's why. <laughs> yeah. And you, you see, the same way that you are, you are sitting there. That is all that God needs from you. Yeah. All you need is a desire. Say, me too, I want to be a shepherd. Just come. Yeah. And when you become a shepherd, that is when all the things you are struggling with will begin to fall off. Yeah. If you like becoming, when you become a shepherd, that smoking problem, it will go. <laughs> Don't say, I'm waiting for it to go before I become a shepherd. <laughs> yeah. The fornication, it will go. <laughs> it will go. Yes. It will go. <laughs> It's amazing. He said, if you love me, if you love me, if you say you love me, just feed my sheep. 
feed my sheep. As you start bringing people to church, a lot of things, bad things that you do, you will stop. You don't even have time to go and do them. Yeah. A lot of things, they left after I became a shepherd. It wasn't before I became a shepherd. Yes. You, you look at yourself. You have been born again for almost three years, four years now. You look at the things you are still struggling with. Oh, they are still there. Are they not still there? But as you put your hand to the work and you start doing the work of God, that is when you see that things begin to fall off. Things begin to fall off. At the beginning of the year, I told my wife, I said, listen, it's our year of the shepherd. You are prophets, be you assist in things, but find sheep and preach to them. Yeah. So Saturday morning, she even leaves before I wake up. 6 a.m. She, she starts a basenta meeting at 6 a.m. She's gone. So yes, go and preach to people. Then she'll be preaching. Then Saturday evening, when I come back, I hear her calling people. Yeah, I say yes. Feed the sheep of God. That is how God knows that you really love. You really love. You really love me. Your voice is good. We like it. But feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Because that's when you do it, I can feel that ah, there's love. There's love. And let me tell you, when somebody great feels that you love him, hey, what the person can do for you. Recently, I was talking to a brother. I was talking to a brother. And he told me about a sister who was having problems with the father. And I said, look, it's not a good thing to be a child and you have problems with your father. So I said, talk to this girl. Tell her that she must become that this girl. Yes, whatever she needs to do, she should apologize. Even if she doesn't know what she has done, she should find something to apologize for. <laughs> By all means, she must make things right. Yeah. So the brother said, he told the sister, he said, Charlie, don't, don't quarrel with your father. Don't do this. So the sister agreed and sent an apology letter and said, I apologize. I will not, I will not misbehave. I will not do this. I will not do this. He said after the apology, within 24 hours, the father sent her $19,000. <laughs> I thought you were clapping. <laughs> you see, you can't clap. <laughs> Is this campaign or what? <laughs> Help me, Messi. $19,000. I said, but he didn't come and give that to the pastor. <laughs> You see, the girl had been struggling. Don't pay for this. Don't pay for that. Don't pay for that. The father was sitting on the blessing. When the love God was struck, the father said, what do you need? He said, I need some money. He said, 19,000. Get. <laughs> you know why God doesn't answer your prayers? He doesn't feel that you love him. Yeah. When he feels that you love him, you will see. You will not even pray, he will, will be giving it to you. Yeah. But some of you, you pray, ah, it's like the heavens are closed. Nothing is happening. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't feel it. <laughs> he doesn't feel it. Yeah. You know why you don't give to the people on the streets? There's no love. You don't love them. You don't love them. That's why you can borrow and give to your beloved, but you meet somebody on the street, you have money here, money here, but they're clear from there. <laughs> yeah. There's no love. Yeah. 
But I pray that you will not wait to December to look at those who had become shepherds and have become blessed and those who didn't and say that, oh, how I wish, how I wish. I pray and hope so. I pray and hope so. May you become a shepherd this year. Put your hands together. Stand to your feet. Let's bring yourself to the Just pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to touch your heart and convert you to become a shepherd. To become somebody who feeds God's sheep. You may not know much. But the Bible says in 1 Timothy 3, 1, if a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good work. All you need is a desire. All you need is a desire. Lord, I'm still struggling, but I want to help. Lord, I have my own issues, but I want to help. Lord, I don't know what to even say, but I want to help. Just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help you on this journey. I want to be more like you, Jesus. I want to be more like you. You work through. I wanna be more like you. Oh Jesus, I wanna be more like you. Jesus, I wanna be more. shepherd, but you want to say, Pastor K, I want to be a shepherd this year. I don't even know how it's going to be like, but I just want to be. You are here like that. I want you to come and let me pray for you. want to be more like you. You want to be a shepherd? I want to be more like I want to be more like Jesus. want to be you wake up your hands and let's pray. Father, by the laying on of my hands, I pray for each and every one of these ones. 
Let them be people who feed the flock of God. Make them shepherds at heart. Make them shepherds at heart. Let them have a burden for souls. Give them wisdom to be good shepherds. Wisdom to be good shepherds. Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands upon him. By the laying on of my hands, you fill them with wisdom. Wisdom to be good shepherds. Wisdom to be good shepherds. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may go back to your seats. Thank you for listening. It was great having you. You're invited to fellowship with us at the Kadosh Morning Star Cathedral, Sakumono, upstate the regional Maritime University, off the Tema Beach Road. You can send a text via WhatsApp to 0546-125491 or 0548-961-323 for other messages. Follow us on social media jesus.com kadosh on facebook and jesus underscore dot com underscore kadosh on instagram be a doer of the word and not a hearer only see you this sunday at 1 p.m stay connected <laughs>